1: Hello and welcome to Arc by Arc, Episode Four. It's Labasco. I've got Isaacs and Ramses with me as well as we're getting ready for another great, great arc that we're going to go through of One Piece. We are going to be doing the Baratie A today, which is chapters forty-two to sixty-eight. So join us for that, and of course. We always want you to join us in just being a part of the show, however that might be. If you want to follow us on social media, at Arc by Arc is our Twitter, Arc at gmail.com if you want to email us. And of course, uh, we'd love it if you gave us a review, and we would be happy to read some of those out eventually. But guys, welcome in. Barati A is where we're going to today to find our next member of the crew. So how are we doing?
0: I'm stoked. This is, of all the East of Blue Arcs, this one's definitely my favorite. I feel like this is the most like consistently busy across all the East Blue Arcs, too. There's just stuff always happening the whole time. It's a ton of fun, and I'm really stoked to get into this. I've been kind of chomping at the bit for this one since we started recording. How about you, Isaac?
2: Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of um, action going on. It's just constantly flowing. Um, I like a lot of the characters that we meet along the way, too. Some really cool ones, some really goofy ones. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of them in particular that Ramses has a particular affiliation for. Uh, you boy. might be able to know <laughs> who that is eventually when we get to him. Uh, maybe, although although the first two characters we meet here, as we'll just jump right into it as we are sailing toward, we're not sailing towards the Baratia yet, but actually what we have happen is the mark of the Straw Hat Pirates is made. The first thing you see on the chapter is um, a great, great drawing by Luffy. <laughs> Luffy's drawing of the flag is uh, is a drawing to say the least. But like, yeah, that is um, I like how like like Nami and, and uh, Zoro are like, well, it's kind of avant garde. And Zoro's <laughs> like, well, it does kind of strike fear into people's hearts because it looks so hideous. <laughs> I, I just love that little the interactions between the crew is still like one of my favorite things, even this early on.
0: Well, we've seen a little bit of it too, where some of the other, we've seen like a couple of variations with like the different pirates having different Jolly Rogers. And it's something I think you wouldn't necessarily, like, you don't go into it being like, okay, well, what's Luffy's going to be? But then when you see it where it's the skull and crossbones with like the straw hat, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Like they're the straw hat pirates. Like, okay, that makes sense. I love Usopp's one instead that he makes. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like oh well like no this one's way better and just them going back them arguing back and forth about it is super funny uh they're making the flag and then we get to see more side characters you stick like i these guys are funny to me too because they stick around way longer than i think that i thought they were going to um we get to meet johnny and Yo- and yosaku excuse me who are uh they're also bounty hunters kind of more like establishing Zoro's like lore around here like he's like their big brother like this is like we're bounty hunters, and we wanted to be badass. So we start badass. So we started following the guy who we thought was the most badass, which is Zoro. And it is still funny to me that, like, because up until now we really haven't seen anybody but bo- Zoro like walking around carrying swords in a more like samurai style. So just seeing these two dudes, like Zoro, has this whole outfit going on, and then seeing these two dudes in just like street clothes and like a big hoodie and stuff with these samurai <laughs> swords is a fun visual.
1: I love too the way that we meet them because like uh, Luffy wants to have like some cannon practice because they have the cannon now and he fires and he just totally misses this rock that, that he sees and then Usopp comes over and shoots it and Usopp is shocked that he hit it. But then he's like, Oh yeah, I totally knew I was going to hit it. And you know, being, being the, the total false sort of bravado that Usopp has at this point. And like, you think nothing of it. And then all of a sudden there's this really angry dude on the ship. Like, why'd you guys attack us? And, and even you, even me reading it, I'm always like, what do you mean? Like th- there was no inclination that you guys were there. And then, uh, we learned that I think it was at, uh, Yo- uh is it Yosaku or is it Johnny? I forget who it is that, uh, I think it's Yosaku the one who has the, uh, the scurvy. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when Luffy's like, Oh, I guess we, propri- we should probably have somebody who can cook food for us and keep us, uh, like, our nutrition up while we're on the seas. It's kind of dangerous out here. So from here, they go from, we're going to like, we need a we need somebody who can cook
0: food. We need somebody who can make stuff to eat. And I think Johnny has an idea. That's okay. Well, there's a restaurant that's right near here. It's about two or three, two or three days sailing from here. It's a pretty rough place, but it's somewhere we can go, go get food. And it's a bunch of, a bunch of seafaring chefs. So there's going to have to be somebody who we can get there. And it's one of those things like you get so used to in one piece, like ridiculous ideas and like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just part of the world. You roll it. And you think for a second, like, no, it's a restaurant in the middle of the ocean. It's just, it's just a restaurant just floating out there (laughs) all on its lonesome. Um, And when they, they eventually, as they talk about it, it's, um, I don't know, I'm rambling. I'm just going back and forth. But um, the next chapter we start up with the actual introduction of it, where they come up on a uh, baratier. It's literally, yeah, it's a ship with a giant fish head on the front, a big rudder on the back, and a restaurant in the middle.
1: Perfect. Perfect. A seafaring restaurant. Exactly how it sounds. Like, it's funny because there are like certain things like that in certain areas, but they tend to be like moored, like, you know, near an island or stuff. But like when Mm -hmm. you see Baratier, it's like literally just out in the middle of the East Blue somewhere. Like, we don't know exactly where it is. I'm sure like they have it marked on a map because like you can chart. If you think about it, the route that they've been taking, like if there is a if there was a world map of the One Piece world, you could chart like where they went. uh, As they are going along is a cool thing to think about. So it's somewhere on a map, I guess. But where exactly? We don't know. But it's somewhere where Lieutenant Fullbody knows. So we end up running into a Marine. Um, I guess you could say he's not the worst Marine we've run into, but he's not a great Marine (laughs) at the, the 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 i guess the being the most generous to him but uh there's a little bit of an exchange between him uh and the straw hats and then johnny and yosaku and johnny and yosaku get like kind of made fun of by full body and he just beats them up Mm -hmm. which is funny because like this is again one of those moments where like i'm reading through it and i'm like wait they attacked full body and he just bodied both of them he is in the the anime that doesn't happen at all so and you
0: it's hard to tell as well like is it because do they get walloped because they suck or because he's that good like it's
2: because he before (laughs) he's like yeah
0: like youtube at bounty hunters like you guys are nothing and like they take offense to it and they attack him and they have this catchphrase every time they get beat up or just them like destroyed on the ground and just just a hair's breadth from death like
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i I like to um I was going to say, no, I like the fact, too, that like Johnny and Yosaku, as far as like design wise, they're not like goo- like they don't look goofy. They actually kind of are some of the more normal looking characters, mm-hmm. but they are just like for as cool as they look. They are the lamest duo ever because they just get their ass beat by everybody.
0: So full body and a woman that he is courting, seeing a woman that he has with him are here to also go to the seafaring the restaurant um after after they fight after he beats up Johnny and Yosaku he's headed back to his ship to go to the restaurant and he just gives the order like yeah it's a bunch of pirates sink it they shoot a cannonball at the going merry luffy hops up uh catches it in his gum gum body and shoots it back and it hits the restaurant <laughs>
2: Dude, i, I love, always i love the phrase. Got bad reactions you go <laughs> All the reactions to like the gum gum moments is always you know, hilarious, the way Oda like <laughs> draws her faces.
0: The frames of like him they like really... posed up and then like him like doing the big tear down his face, and, like crying and falling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, even like full body's face too, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like full body like can't believe that just happened. And then there's just the like utter embarrassment from Nami, where she's like, I can't believe that he one did that into he just hit the he just hit the restaurant Like you can just tell how nami's feeling in that moment the amount of embarrassment she probably feels and like oh no what are we going to have to deal with with this now
0: um as we go into baratier uh we see there's a panel introduced like the first panel we see our next straw headed i had a quick question for you labosco i don't know if you look at the- if you know the specific panel i'm looking at um but it's the first panel brought inside Baratier where we see Sanji pouring the wine for full body and the woman. There's a specific mm-hmm. core character all the way on the left with the curly hair. Um,
1: this is a character who we will see in the future. Correct. Uh, I don't think so. I think we only see this character at the restaurant. Okay. Cause he looks
0: like somebody who I'm shows up in one of the future arcs. I'm just only cause I saw those faces recently.
1: Um, So, you know, what's funny though. They casted that character in the live action. They did. That's what's surprising. <laughs> they, they had t- like a special <laughs> announcement just for that person. And it's like, that's like that's like the craziness of One Piece, right? Is like there are so many characters with names, and there are characters in the background that you will never actually have interact with anything important happening at all. And they have a name. And full backstory some of the time too. Why? Literally goons
0: yeah. get entire full backstories and like tragic backgrounds and everything. You're like, this guy gets beat in like half a
1: fight. Why are you telling me this? Speaking of which, so we finally get introduced to Sanji here, right? And he has this exchange with full body. His Full body's like, oh, this wine, it's supreme. It's blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, being the pretentious douche that he is and says, oh, it must be this wine. And Sanji's like, you're wrong. Uh, eat your soup. Uh, And then he like starts to hit on the girl he's with basically makes him look like a fool in the restaurant. And even the 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 lady he's with is like kind of like, I don't know, it seems like she's just being polite to him being like, oh, you really know a lot about wine. And he's just like embarrassed about this whole situation that happened. And then he eventually like puts a fly in the soup that fly (laughs) has a name, too, because in an SBS corner, they ask the name of the fly. People somebody asked did. Oda the and most ridiculous question. Of course, Oda had a name too. for it. Yeah. So, yeah, this, 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 uh, th- when we, when we talk about it later, there's a couple of questions. This, uh, set of SBS questions, there was a couple of them that were a little, uh, interesting that people asked. So, we like Sanji, we, we introduced Sanji
0: as somebody who is like, this character design is very elegant, very suave. Um, this dude's fully decked out in a suit. Um, with the pinstripe shirt. Uh, we get introduced to him as an assistant chef uh, for Bratier. Um, the fact that this is a guy who, for all intents and purposes, we see is like a waiter or like, or is just a restaurant employee. The fact that this guy has the stones to just fully tell this, seem, this Lieutenant, this seemingly high Naval guy that he like, that like he's wrong to his face and a complete disrespect him to his face in front of his date. like, the gumption that this dude has is super, super fun to watch.
1: Um, also the, I'm not a waiter. I'm the sous chef. All the waiters ran off, <laughs> but I'm being nice enough to serve you. Uh, we ping back up to Luffy talking to the chefs
0: um, where the chefs are trying to convince the head chef named chef Zeph <laughs> um, that he needs to rest and to take and to relax Um, but he doesn't stop doing his work. But he, all these chefs are like holding Luffy and they're telling him like, well, what are you like? He's like, they're saying like, well, how are you going to repay this? And I love this little moment too. Cause Zeph has a peg leg. Um, he's missing his right foot and Luffy's like, oh my gosh, I blew off your foot. <laughs> like <laughs> I took off your leg. It's like, oh no, it was already like that. <laughs> um, But Luffy is pretty much told, "In all right, you're gonna work off your debt." He's like, "Okay, I'll wash dishes for the day. I can do whatever." It's like, "Okay, you're gonna work here without pay for one year, and then we're gonna
1: call it even." (laughs) I just love like this point of contention too, and Luffy's like, "I can't do that." What are you talking about? Their argument is really, really fun to me. Just the way, like, how Luffy, even though like he does feel indebted to Zet for like screwing up the restaurant and everything, he's still like very firm on like, "No, I'm not doing this." I'm doing this my way, or it's not happening at all. And their their exchange is really fun. And we we even like cut back in between, and we see more between Sanji and Full Body, and we get to see a little bit more of like how Sanji is because, like I was mentioning, the the fly with a name that's put into the soup. uh We see Full Body pointing to it and asking, "Why is there a fly in my soup?" <laughs> and Sanji goes, "Well, uh, I don't know, but it appears to be doing the backstroke." And again, everybody in the restaurant who hears this is just like laughing at full body about it. And it it just shows like I love how they show like Sanji's personality where like he is very quick witted, but he's also like he he also like cares very deeply about certain things, which we, we clearly see when full body hits the hits the table, breaks it and, you know, sends the soup flying all over the place, which strikes a real, real big nerve with our boy Sanji here you don't waste food you don't waste food in Sanji's
0: presence um and again this like naval guy who we've seen like beat up not even seen but like we know like wiped the floor with you with Yosiko and Johnny um the next frame is literally Sanji holding him by the skull like bloody and like beaten beaten to hell and they're all like that sa- frame is so right cold Oh, dude, that's the thing is like one piece <laughs> is so goofy, and then Oda will draw, so they were like, "Oh, damn!" Like this is a bunch of hype beasts, like freaking I- like iPhone backgrounds, one hundred percent. Um, <laughs> so is and- that a shot at hype beasts? I don't know. Oh no, Well, It's it. No, JJK has that right now. Lobo and I have talked about a lot off air about how like there was this span where all like hype beast guys on on Twitter, especially esports hype beast guys, were picking like these same two characters from Hunter x Hunter over and over. And then freaking Gojo from JJK is like the profile pics. Um, I think it's, it's circled back around where I see a ton more one piece stuff now, but just <laughs> back interesting. to, back to butts on topic. Um, so we learned, we see some more people who work here. Um, we meet Patty, who is the uh, meat chef for Bratier, um, who has a very, we'll call it interesting accent. Um <laughs> um he i don't know if he's trying to have him speak like maybe creole or like he's definitely going for a specific affectation maybe pacific islander um because there's a lot of dats and a lot of like yeah there's a lot of dats and
1: i don't know it's he's funny um this is uh i'll say this it's probably more of a translation choice than like how like necessarily Oda wanted him to sound you know what I mean like he might have had like some sort of like different type of accent from Japan but it probably you know he probably wasn't trying to make him sound Creole or something you know what I mean like Mm. like it's one of those things where especially early one piece and this is something where like it's good to have somebody like me where I can talk about some of the liberties at the early one piece like I I don't know if you noticed, but they try to like make some of the talk piratey in in the manga at this point but like if you go and watch the anime Um, you know, I've shown these guys a lot of the clips of the anime, like they don't talk piratey at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is a, this is a translation choice that I think just kind of goes in hand with like sometimes where they put in scurvy dog for some reason, even though that was like not in the translation anywhere. Um, this was a choice that somebody made and let's just say those choices don't get made anymore if you read like current day one piece and stuff. So, um, yeah, let's just put it that.
0: So the two conflicts, um, Sanji and Fullbody and Luffy and Zeph. Luffy falls like I'm trying to I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens too, but like Luffy and Zeph are talking and he pretty much gets in a fight where he where Zef's like, no, you're gonna work here for a year. It's like, oh no, I don't want to. It's like, okay, well then gimme your leg. It's like, no, I don't want to do that either. It's like, okay, well, you have to they get into a fight, they come crashing down through the ceiling and everybody's in the room together um san- like everybody's pulling Sanji back um what i what's fun too is that like san every you get this sense of, like everybody ha- all the cooks there have this frustration with Sanji that they're all mad at him um they don't like they openly talk about how like he beats up customers and how like he's bad for business um and i the impression you get is like man, like why is this guy here if everybody hates him <laughs> uh zeph even kind of has a conversation with him. Where he talks about like, for one, he's openly talking like defiantly to the chef. Somebody who like is the boss of everything for him. Um, tells him to zip it and Zep kicks him in the face. Um, and then, who, then he turns around and kicks full body in the face too. Um, so this is all happening. Everybody's fighting. And then a, a Marine bursts in and says like, the, um, there's a pirate that that is if Don Creek's crew who's escaped and we wanted to question him but he beat up seven of us and got away and everybody starts like kind of losing like oh like Creek Don Creek this guy's like like that's a name that's somebody really scary and dangerous um another really cold panel where the Marines like I'm sorry forgive me and then he gets shot directly in the back by this um by somebody in the shadows and out comes forward um are bloodied up pirate in a tracksuit and a headband um comes and takes a sp comes takes a spot and pretty much just very coolly demands food and now we meet
1: gene and gene is uh yeah he's hungry and so 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 now we have we get to see patty and and to what patty does try to do is he tries to be like very professional and like Try to say extravagant like l- slogans and stuff, but like his slogans, like he tries to say like something very elegant, but he ends up saying something kind of stupid instead. Like, um, like he calls, I think he says like he calls they, them squid. They, they translate this one into like well, yeah, and and <laughs> like stuff like that, or like uh he says monsieur when he's trying to say mons, you know, uh, what is it, Monsor or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so he just says things wrong. But he he's having this exchange for the Gein and Gein's like, I don't have money, but I've got lead. And Patty's just not having any of it and just beats the, the you know, beats the, the bricks off of him. So uh, beats the brakes off of him and throws them out because they won't stand that here at this. And, and this is where, like, you realize, oh, this is kind of a weird restaurant, because while that's happening, everybody's cheering and like, egging like Patty on to do this, too. And you're like, oh. Oh, the people are in on this who are coming in like they're excited for this to happen. And I love like you can kind of see the paneling for that. Like, like you can tell that they, they are purposely paying attention to the cooks as they're eating all the people there. Even like the exchange with Sanji and Fullbody, like why would anybody even be paying attention to what Sanji saying unless they knew that something like what Sanji did was going to happen? Right. So th- cool little detail to pay attention to that you can very easily miss that. Like, oh yeah, why are there, all these people paying attention to everything that's happening at this restaurant? And then you hear them like hooting and hollering for Patty when he's beating the crap out of Gein, which is, uh, really just fun. I guess if you're, uh, somebody who wants to see, that, <laughs> if you want to see that, if you're on a, on a, if you're eating, um, in the
0: manga, the next step up is that Gein gets kicked out pretty much out onto the deck. Um, he's still pretty much, what we've learned is that he's escaped. He's starving. He hasn't eaten in so many days. Um, he's on the ground, like barely alive. And Sanji drops down a plate of food for him and just sits outside and smokes next to him. Um, really just showing kind of a moment of like what you see a lot in this, like arc is kindness in the face of people who don't deserve it. Um, and people who take advantage of that kindness, people who respect that kindness, Um, it goes back and forth. Gein's, uh, pretty much like how, like how, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Going through all this food, um, saying it's better than I deserve. And this is where Luffy kind of sees and says like, that's the guy who I want to make my cook.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers
0: or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Yeah, and and that's a, um, I think it was pretty clear that like Sanji would be the guy that Luffy would probably end up wanting to to uh join his crew because like you know patty didn't seem the type for sure and zeph was definitely too old so seeing this exchange here and then seeing luffy now kind of join in on the conversation that's happening down there um <laughs> and, like he's he, like, even like like he's telling him he's like yeah you got lucky that food saved your ass <laughs> he's like you were di- you were a goner if you didn't get that like i just i, I don't know B- luffy's bluntness in certain situations and the way he inserts himself into it is always funny to me. Where like now we see him start to have this conversation with Geen Sanji and, and Luffy.
0: Great quote to open the next
1: chapter. Did you know
0: if you eat stuff like squidding spaghetti, your poop turns black, pitch black. Hey, so what do you think? If you eat rainbow colored spaghetti, do you think your poop will be rainbow colored? I wonder. Maybe it doesn't matter.
1: Ichiro Oda, 1998. Um that was uh the i think that was the start of the volume because that's um i think this is technically if you're reading by the volumes this volume yes this is volume six
0: um so luffy is trying to make his case to sanji as far as why he should come and sail with him and he's like look like i decline i've got good reasons for staying here it's like well no i decline it's like i decline your declination (laughs) i refuse your refusal um so well, it's so, a hold on. Listen to my reason. And it's like, what's your reason? None of your business. It's like, well, you just told me like them fighting back and forth is super fun. Um, we listen where we learn some more about how dangerous the Grand Line is. Um, Gein is the pirate at arms of Don Creek's crew. Um, and when he asks them, like, well, why do you want? If you're really a pirate, what do you want? Like, what's your prize? And when Luffy says the One Piece, I'm going to the Grand Line. He is extremely serious. He's like, whatever you do, don't go to the Grand Line. It's a horrible, like incredibly dangerous, terrible place. Um, I'm like, and you get the impression. He's like, I went there and we barely spent any time there. We were destroyed.
1: Um, yeah. Lou even asked him, he's like, what, what, what do you know? You know, or he's like, do you know a lot about it? And he's like, he's like, I, I know nothing. And, and he's like, and, we, you know, but enough to know that it scares me. And like, there's this really good like panel of like Gene sort of like having a, a crisis as he's talking about and thinking about being on the grand line. And then we cut over to the cooks and then they start talking. It's funny because we just heard Gene say that. And then this is something I really like that what it did here is like, okay, we see this guy who's part of the, the Creek pirates. We don't know much about him yet, but now we have the cooks as they're cooking. They're talking about the Creek pirates and like, One of of the other cooks is saying, you know, you really screwed up there uh, to to Patty, saying that the guy that he attacked is um, a member of that. And then we learn like that. The Krieg Pirates is like 50 pirate crews strong and and all this other stuff. It has a ton of men. Um, They they say Krieg is like the devil and that he's done all these terrible things. and, And just sort of building up who Don Krieg is in the eyes of us as the reader, after just hearing. This one guy I talk about yeah the grand line scared the shit out of me. So Geen's on his way out and he's like
0: thanks for taking care of me. Can I come back? And he's like yeah, anytime. Um, uh, he full like bows in respect to Sanji like thank you for saving my life. Um I'm going to go back to Do- like I'm going to leave. Thank you for saving my life. Um Luffy is does some short I love this little like card of like on hiatus from piracy, free labor chore boy, monkey delusion. Um he's out he's there chore boy. Well, and I love it because he's like he they, this clip of this clip of him just sitting in the kitchen, like leaning back on the chair, and then he's just like didn't do any of the or, he didn't take any of the orders. He hasn't done anything, he's just sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, then go wash dishes, and he's just like smashing dishes together in the sink. Um he's like, okay, well, then I'm gonna go clean the walk, and then he burns himself on the walk and then are just like look just go out go take customer orders um get out of here don't bother us um he goes out there and when he walks out for one we see um what's the name of the panda wrestler that's in this sh- in the anime because i think or that's panda in man? the manga yeah panda man we see panda man for the
1: first time i think panda man
0: uh panda man sitting at a table over here
1: uh i forget if that's the first appearance of panda man or not but basically what 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 you're hearing Ramsey's talk about right now is Panda Man, who is a reoccurring character in One Piece. So not in like he's in a lot of chapters. He's not in every chapter, but he is a character that if you look in the backgrounds, every now and then you'll see Oda throw Panda Man out there. I so didn't even notice. Be it. on the lookout for Panda Man. That's uh-huh. the best mark. You could never you might you could go through the entire manga, Isaac, and you would never notice Panda Man. Wow. But he is there. Uh same thing in the anime. They actually put him in the anime as well. So uh so. Now, now, you know, to look, which is a cool little thing is like, you can look for these details in the like, like paying attention to the backgrounds of one piece is so important because like, um, Oda is very detail oriented. So like there are things happening in the background that it is very easy to miss Mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention and, and you won't lose out on things necessarily all the time, but you definitely can lose out on things if you don't pay attention to the background, uh, happening i guess is the best way to put it yeah um luffy goes out and he sees the rest of the straw hats
0: he's like wait what are you guys doing here it's like well we were gonna eat it's like well why do you guys get to eat and i have to work it's like because you because you blew a hole in the restaurant um there's a great bit where like luffy's mad, so he puts like a booger in zoro's water and in the manga it's just like a panel or two of just like oh like where Zoro's like i'm about to, like oh like the food's not bad here i do feel bad for you uh and then he like just smashes the cup into luffy's face if you watch the anime it's like this it's just like very back and forth of just like the suspense of like oh the food is so good here oh i can't like it's just this like slow like back and forth back and forth and just smashing the cup into his face that's just like definitely look at that clip it's super fun um We also learn another important thing about Sanji. We kind of are used to we kind of are introduced to it at the beginning with how he talks to um Full Body's girlfriend, and we see him pretty much serving exclusively female customers. Um, but my boy's a bit of a simp, Unfortunately, I don't know if I would say unfortunately, but um Sanji immediately goes into this full poetic like diatribe um for talking to Nami. Um uh, where these full on Shakespearean lines to to her, and she is just completely just not, she's just like barely it's like oh what like just looks over, um, it's kind of like a really, well and pretty much he says like oh like such tragedy the obstacles between us are great and Zeph comes out and it's like oh obstacles follow your like I don't need you anymore go be a pirate like I don't want like go leave like um. And then we end the chapter with Gein makes it back to Don Krieg um, saying like, yeah, they saved my life. Um, they saved. Me, so that's how I made it back here. I'll take you there. That's where, like, that's what I'm going to take. Yeah, I'm going to take you there. Um, which at this point, still the, the the panel is drawn where like, it has like a hint of like sinisterness to it. You don't know for sure. Um, but like you immediately, it's just the reaction like, oh, that's not good.
1: That's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, from what we've already heard about the Don, it doesn't sound like it's a very good thing for sure. And we go to the net and then and then after that happens, you know, we have sort of an argument between Zeph and Sanji. And Zeph saying, like, you you don't need to be here anymore. Like, just go. He's like, You're just you're just a waste. You 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 just hit on all the girls that come into the restaurant, you you fight with a bunch of customers and all this other stuff. He's like, just go, go chase your dream and they have this argument and (laughs) and like Sanji puts his hand on him and he gets called an eggplant like which is like a a term that that uh i think he used first we when we first hear it he calls he calls luffy an eggplant earlier and now now we hear him say it to sanji as well referring to him you know as he does after flipping him into the table that Usopp, nami and zoro were sitting at which impressive by the way for them to all grab the food and make sure none of it de- it's destroyed as sanji takes the table out and um sanji's like you can't kick me out and and zeph's like i'm gonna be alive for another 100 years that you're because he's like you, you can't kick me out i won't leave till you die and he said i'm not gonna die for n- another 100 years or something like that so they had this little argument and then instantly Back to Sanji being a simp and apologizing for what happened and giving like Nami like a like, I, I forget what exactly it is. It's some sort of like fruit dessert dish or something yeah. that he made. Well, and then she's and like, the food's a little bit expensive. Nami, like
0: for you, it's free.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she just totally uses the way he's acting to her advantage. And I just love the fact, too, that that uh, he 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 also makes the point while he's saying it's free for her to the other two. You guys got to pay, though. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like like that don't forget about that the fact that this also happened at the same table they were at they they don't get anything else, and at this moment is when everybody starts reacting
0: because Don Creek's pirate ship comes in from the outside, and like we we're hearing, this thing is absolutely wrecked. um, I love the huge spread they have of it where it's like all the the sails are like tattered up, it's all smashed to pieces um it's been like like, oh, Gein wasn't, like, lying, like, they got destroyed by the Grand Line, and then a similar thing happens where the doors get thrown open, um, and Gein is, like, struggling to bring in this giant dude, um, with a similar, the same thing of, like, I've got a lot of money, um, can some, uh, please give me food and water, um, I, I promise I'm promising to pay, um, and they kind of do the same act of like, oh, like the Dawn, like, please help us. Like, he's on the verge of death. Um, I've got we have money, we can be customers. And then you have all the even all the people in the in the restaurant are like, no, like he's a pirate. He's killed tons of people. He's wanted by the Navy. Like, get him out of here. He doesn't deserve anything. And still, Sanji kicks Patty out of the way to make sure that he can eat. Um, and even like, even so we learned that like this dude's Krieg is probably the most real deal pirate we've met. Like besides that, we've, that we've met extensively so far that we have seen in action so far, um, that we learn more of his backstory that Don Krieg is what I would call a bastard. <laughs> this man, Don Krieg will do anything to win. Um, he'll play dirty. He'll use any advantage. He'll use whatever technology. Um, he will get his hands dirty and he'll do whatever it takes to win, even if it's underhanded. Even if it means eating a bunch of food from Sanji and then clotheslining the ever-living crap out of him. Um and gain responds like, oh, like you swore you said you wouldn't hurt anybody. You swore that like you like you wouldn't do anything. This man saved our lives. And then Kree gets up, it's like, all right, nice restaurant. I'll take it.
1: Like, and we learn that's what his new thing is going to be. He's going to take this ship to be his new ship. Yeah, he's called the Tyrant of the the East Blue, basically. Um, he, he took over a marine ship and then used the flag to fly into ports with the his ship and or sail into ports, not fly um, and, and attack the town and any other ships around. He's even flown a white flag and stuff. Basically, any underhanded technique that you can think of, Don Krieg will use it to his advantage. And like he even says, um, like part of the reason why they want to ship is because they want to use it because, you know, nobody's going to think of a a vessel that's for for food as a vessel that you're going to get attacked from. So basically another underhanded technique that he wants to basically use to get the advantage over other people, because to him, that strength is any winning by any means necessary is sort of the I guess you could call the 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 credo of Don Krieg, I guess. I Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but that's, that's his like, um, what he sort of does also, by the way, his galleon, you were talking about how big of a guy he is, the galleon, there's, there's this really good panel uh, in the manga that shows how big the galleon is like the head of the, the, the headmaster, the, or the, the figurehead of the, the Don Krieg's galleon is so large. It is over like the, the, Baratier is dwarfed by it. It's like like five Bratiers on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That thing is kind of a good way to put it. That's how big of a galleon it is. But it is, like you said, all beaten to hell. Um, And he's got starving men all over it. And we have that little bit of a scuffle between Sanji and the chefs here where like they're trying to stop him from feeding him. And then while that's happening, Zeph gets this giant bag, brings it over and is like, here, feed your men. So I'm curious for you guys, like what was going through your mind when you like, like, because I feel like this is like something that's like, even like somebody like Don Krieg, like I I get like the being the way that Sanji is, but to feed even these guys almost feels like, come on, man.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, like we learned Sanji's whole like Creed is like,
0: if someone's hungry, I feed them. I don't ask why I don't ask who they are. That makes it too complicated. Um, Which makes sense. And it it further explains and there is a nobility to it, but it it seems like he understands the risks of it, but also, like, dude, like, come on. Like, you're playing with fire here.
2: Yeah, that was a pretty... You go. Go ahead. Yeah, that, was a, that was a pretty uh, frustrating shift uh, in the narrative with Sanji uh, bringing over the food.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it kind of goes against, like... Like, I get, like, feeding somebody who's starving. Even Gein, I think there's a stretch of, like, feeding him after he literally... I think kills like a Navy man like yeah. right in front of everybody. Yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's to the extreme, which I feel like at this point um, until you hear the backstory of Sanji, which we're, we're going to get to here soon. You almost feel like, yeah, but st- even after hearing it, it's still one of those things where it's like, I think maybe that maybe you're uh, hardlining hard lining a little bit too hard for feeding people who are starving.
0: Mm-hmm. For so sure. Don Krieg has this, he gets shot by the meatball cannon. I think it is what they call it. And Don Creek has this full armored suit, um, completely. Like, he busts out. Um, and when Zeph comes to drop off the meals, we learn he he addresses him as a Red Shoes Zeph. Um, which, so like, this dude isn't just a cook, he has a name. Um, and we learn just what, how freaking deadly this dude used to be. Uh, they call their Red Shoes Zeph. Um, because all he would do is kick people and he would kick people so hard. He would kill so many people with just his feet that like his feet themselves would be covered in blood. Um, which the, the blood of your enemies dyed your shoes, um, that he used to be a very famous, very big pirate. And that he also sailed the grand line one time and returned unscathed. And he had a whole logbook of his time there. So it's like, okay, well, no, I want your ship. I want your food and I want your logbook because your logbook is going to be the key to me making it in the grand line. Um, and he says like, no, I'm not giving you this. Then I'll take it from you. Um, and it's true. I didn't succeed, but I am Don Creek the mightiest of all. Um, I just didn't know enough. So if I just know everything then I'll be good. Um, and then I love it because like, he's arguing with the Zeph and the, the chefs are going back. Like, no, we're not going to give you the ship. And then Luffy just interjects himself. It's like, no, I'm going to be the king of the pirates. Like I'm gonna, like and everyone just turns and looks <laughs> oh like do nobody asked you. Like what? And also like Joy Boy, like what the hell are you talking about? Um I just I love like record scratches are overdone as like an idea, but like I just love like the wait a minute. Like
2: because of course like Luffy mm-hmm. would react to this, but i was like, wait.
1: <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute, I have to interject here, but I'm gonna be king of the pirates. Well, and then his boys
0: offer to roll up on him too. Like Zoro and Usopp were like, oh, like, is it time to fight? Do we need to help? He's like, nah, i I can handle this. Um, I, I'll take care of Don creek Um. So the like the confrontation starts to get set up. Um, pretty much he says, All right, I'm taking this food on my ship. When I come back, anyone who's still here is dead. Oh, I'm taking the cap I'm taking the boat, I'm taking the captain's log. Uh, if you're still here, I'm gonna kill, I'm giving you a chance to leave. Um And then Gein is here trying to apologize, uh, trying to be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't think he was going to do this. I didn't know he was going to do this. And Zeph actually forgives him, which is interesting. Saying like, oh, well, the cook's like, it's not your fault. You're obeying orders. Uh, The cook helped. The cook's kind of brought this upon us too. um, And really kind of tries to talk about like, have any of you guys ever been really hungry before? Have you ever spent multiple days without food and water? Do you have any idea how terrible and horrible that is? So, like, you don't understand what these people are going through. Um, so, you don't understand why he would make this decision. So, if you're going to stay, stay and fight. If you're going to leave, it's time to leave. Um, and this confrontation is set up. So, but the last thing we learned kind of before, I think we need to move into our next section. Well, before we wrap up this part is when I talk about in the grand line, it, we like, because you think it's like it's weather. It's some sort of obstacle as why, like, their ships got torn up. It's one dude. It's one, just one man. How could one man scupper 50 ships? Um, Krieg's Armada was destroyed by just one man. Um, and then a storm came and washed them all out. Um, I don't want to remember that man. That man with the piercing hawk eyes that could kill with a glance. Um, who he's, he is previewed at the beginning of this arc as well. Because Johnny and Yosaka are like, oh, hey, Zoro. That guy you're looking for. He goes to Baratier a
1: lot. He hangs out there um which i think we figure out they mistook it for like drunk eyed man or something too mm. like they completely like totally didn't hear the right thing so it was more happenstance that that they hear that they heard that than anything else but now we're learning about hawkeye here i also just like too, like the the, the sort of the shock too from zoro's face when he hears that as well that that's what's going to to be happening and, or that's who it was who did this to the, the Krieg fleet. And then we have Zeph kind of explain, you know, who this person is and why, who this one man is. And, and I like too, that this is in a time before, like he's him and like Zeph's like, uh, it had to be him because that man is him. And then we learn, oh, he's the strongest swordsman in the world. Um, before we even get to that as well.
0: So I love it. Like Zoro's like, okay, well like I'm not leaving. I have to go fight this guy. I decided to be the, the strongest swords in the world. I have to fight him. And he's like, well, he's going to kill you. You'll both, like, you'll be dead. So the day I decided to be the world's greatest swordsman, I gave up myself for dead. Nobody calls me a fool, but me, I have my reasons. And then Luffy and Usopp agree with him, which kind of gets a smirk from Zeph. So Krieg's crew is replenished; they're back up to full strength. Um, they come at- they come to attack. When all of a sudden, their ship gets cut in half again. Um, couple of quick things here: their ship gets cut in half again. Um, and then at some point, someone goes, "Oh, hey, where's Nami?" And you start to realize, like, "Oh, we haven't seen Nami in like a couple of chapters at this point." Um, Nami has pretty much was back on the ship talking to. Yusuka to yusaka and johnny and brought their treasure under her smaller ship and did like the misdirect where she was gonna go change like all right don't look over here and then by the time they realize she's already taken their ship and she's left um she's dipped um and which was not something i was expecting i don't know about you isaac when i initially watched this um because, like, you assume, like, when you meet this character, like, okay, cool, like, we have a straw, cat, a straw hat, cool, done, all right, next. Like, the idea of somebody leaving the crew, especially this early, is not
2: something I ever expected. Oh, definitely not, not at all. It was, um very surprising, especially, I mean, this gets talked about later, like, the next panels we see of her afterwards is when she's, like, crying, kind of in an emotional state later on. And it's like, huh, like, I don't know, it's a little bit ambiguous, don't really know where, where that's going to be going
0: um she says tell them goodbye for me tell them i hope we meet again um so luffy says all right like usopp you take the boys and you go get nami zoro is they're like okay we'll just get a different navigator we'll get somebody else And he's like no nami's gonna be our navigator when luffy kind of picks somebody like and you're in his crew like you're ride or die you're not going anywhere (laughs) um He's not going to leave because Bratier is still in trouble. Zoro still has to stay because Zoro is going to fight. Zoro has to fight him um, who shows up on this little teeny ship. It looks like a D&D like dice tray. It's literally just like this octagon <laughs> um, with one sail and like candles. It's on a, it. It's a coffin.
1: It, oh, it does look like that. It's a coffin. It is a coffin. It is a coffin with a like a throne chair on it. Basically is basically what it is. And it's got like candles on it on either side. That's that's what his ship is. And and that is the ship of one man named uh, Hawkeye Mihawk. And I, I just love the explanation, too, that we get, because like, you know, Zeph talks about how like, yeah, you, you guys might not have done anything to like make him mad. He he might have just you, you might have just got in his way. Yeah. And that's enough where he would murder you all. And like Gein's like, how could you say that? He's like, listen, I'm not trying to make fun of you guys or anything. I'm just saying that's on the grand line, anything can happen. Well, you know, for, it d- there doesn't have to be a reason for him it, to do something.
0: Well, the, literally the next part about that is where it's like, what if Chris crewman is like, you monster, why
1: do you keep picking on us? And his response is just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> just killing time. <laughs> uh, I, I the, this is, um, this is one of those parts of the, the, where the, I love the manga, but I think the anime elevates some of this stuff just a little bit because like, hearing both in the english and the the um japanese version just hearing hawkeye just go just killing time and like this like oh he's so, so disinterested way so like whatever like I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> it, yeah 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 he, he's like he's just like here it's because he feels like it he's got nothing better to do and uh this will will kill some time so so he's he's decided to do this and 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 we know that's who it is. We we haven't seen like we just heard the Galleon get cut basically at this point, I believe. So like we don't even know just yet. Like like we haven't seen Zoro see who the person is mm-hmm. necessarily yet. We just have heard him how he's reacted to talking about it. And, you know, we get the interaction between him and Sanji and everything else. But now we're finally getting into uh, that happening. But not before we find out. Oh, yeah. What ha- like you said, how Nami um, ended up uh getting the ship from Johnny and Yosaku, how she tricked them. But now, now we get into sort of the, the meat and potatoes of what is one of the craziest beginnings for a fight ever between Mihawk and Zoro, like, like somebody shoots like a gun at Mihawk and he just like deflects the bullets with his blade. And the guys are like, huh, what just happened? And he's like, he deflected, he just, he used the, the, the side of his blade to deflect the bullets. And there's like the, I, I forget the exact words that Zoro says, but he said, I think uh, I've never seen a uh, sword. I, I've never wielded, seen such like such words. grace or something.
0: Yeah, without without subtlety, and a then, sword is but an iron bar.
1: <laughs> yes, I just love like Mihawk has like the coldest. We're not even in the fight yet, and like Mihawk's already dropping the coldest bars that we've heard from like anybody in this. And and Zoro's just like, "Yep, you're you're him." You're him. You're the greatest. Well, and people are recognizing Zoro
0: too. They're like, oh, like the three sword style guy. Like, oh my gosh, that guy's going to fight him. Like, it's not like a pathetic. It's not like, oh, what's this kid? Like, they're like, oh, like this is a strong dude. Who's going to
1: fight a crazy strong dude. Like what the hell is going to happen? I So, so Isaac, you're seeing this guy come in and what did you think of his design? Because I think like, as far as designs of characters, I think Mihawk has like one of the coolest designs.
2: Oh yeah, that definitely. we've seen
1: so far in the uh, in the manga.
2: Yeah, especially like looking back on the chapter now, I think it didn't hit as hard when I first saw him. I don't know why. I think because he didn't have any like crazy features about him, like some like previous characters or previous villains had, like like Buggy for for instance. He's unassuming.
1: Yeah, exactly, unassuming. I think this just adds to it, though. For me personally, because like he 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 doesn't have like a lot of frills or stuff. He doesn't need it, and he had There's like a presence him for sure
2: yeah like his his fighting kind of speaks for its
1: friend yes exactly so so this whole
0: time we've seen Zoro like pretty much not wipe the floor with it, but handle everybody um and he's i think so he's the best swordsman we've seen so far um he, this dude's a badass and when he goes to t- like to go and fight um when he goes to fight Mihawk, he's treated like it's like that whole like Thanos meme, or is that the Ronan the Accuser meme from the Avengers, where it was like, or it, wait, is that M Bison from Street Fighter? I don't remember, but it's like the the day I, the day I destroyed your the day that I destroyed your village was like the worst, like was the most horrible day of your life for me. It was a Thursday, like something about that. Where he's like, this is like <laughs> my whole life has been leading up to this moment. I had this is the culmination of my mission. This is everything. And Mihawk is like, why are you wasting my time? Like <laughs> well, this is. Like he's like, he's blowing some dust off his shoulder. So they're all set up. Zoro brings out his three swords. Um, and Hawkeye, you see this giant sword in his back. It's bigger than him. Like the sword is huge. And he doesn't use the big sword. He pulls out this little teeny dagger. Um, it's like the size of a butter knife. Um which I love the how it's set up because like Zoro's like, what's that for? And then you just they show it to it and it's just like this little like I'm not the kind of fool who hunts rabbits with a cannon. You may have reputation, but you're still just a bunny. And like, yeah, why would he use his giant sword on him? Um, and so I'm sorry, but this is the smallest knife I've got. Like I would go smaller if I could. Um, and then Zoro kind of goes for this first charge at him. Um, So, and I love, again, another cold line where it's, you're a little frog croaking in your puddle. It's time you learn how big the world is. And then he hits, he goes, he sets him up for the Onigiri.
1: And my dude just stops him with the three, with just the knife. (laughs) I I love the line, The, the line, frog in the well, know how big the world is. Like, just this, like, almost like anger look that he has, too, when he says it, where it's like, you don't, you just don't get it, do you? Well, and and like then, the, we then, can't be
0: this unequal like that's that's the one that me the most is we can't be this unequal
1: like I don't know if you how, guys have how ever- stunning is it though to see this happen oh man you know what I mean like like I feel like even though he's the greatest in the world you expect Zoro to like put up a fight at least put up a fight right mm-hmm. oh man am I really Th- that, such a little fraud yeah that was to me and, 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 and like the entire time like like you know like there, There's like this notice of meok, Oh, you're really intense. Why? What? You know, what drives you? Why are you so intense about this? And uh, we see that Johnny and Yosaku almost want to get involved and Luffy stops them. And you can see I, I love the, the panel, too, where like Luffy's holding them. And you can see that like Luffy himself is also struggling to to hold back. Like, you can see, like, the veins popping on his arms and stuff. Like, he is, he, he wants to j- jump in just as much as they do, but he knows that, that it, it would be the last thing Zora wants. So, there's just this cloud of these dudes slashing at each other. Um,
0: he, the Onigiri gets blocked. The, uh, the, the tiger hunt gets stopped. Um, and l- literally, like, with a barely any effort, barely any movement, Mihawk just gets him straight in the chest with the knife. Um, And he gives him the chance to retreat. It's like, do you want your, why don't you retreat? Do you want your guts cut out? Like, do you want to die? And Zoro is so committed. Like, I can't, if I retreat even one step, my vow, ambition, everything I care about will be shattered. And all my dreams will be lost forever. And it's, it's so brutal. It's like, yes, that's defeat. (laughs) Like, it's, (laughs) ugh. Like, all the idealism that you've seen in this series so far. Everybody is like, oh, like, we have these big dreams. So we're going to make it, like, every, like, in shonen manga and shonen anime where it's like oh i'm gonna keep climbing and i'm gonna keep going and like nah dude brick wall like you freaking just ran and you hit <laughs> get like you get
1: slammed immediately back down to the bottom so so like what's going through your, your guys's minds at this point though when you're watching this ha- like this fight happening like what is it you're experiencing at this point like we'll start with you isaac because like i don't know if many pieces of media where i've seen something like this you know what i mean Yeah, I was
2: on the edge of my seat the entire time. And especially that one still of the knife going into uh, Zoro's chest. I was at work when I read that. And I was just like geeking out like crazy. And like, I don't know, just just so much intensity. And like, I don't know, there's something about watching somebody as like badass and heroic of a figure as Zoro being stuck in a losing fight, the fight that he just cannot win. Like I don't know, that's kind not of like a little, relatable a in lot. some sense. Yeah, by a lot. Like literally, like the lines. Like, am I really just like a, what was the line again? It's a frog. It's a yeah. Yeah, the frog. Yeah.
1: Um, I I love I love that part though too. So because because I'm, there there's there's truth to it. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just like chopping at the bit. This your guy. This your just, guy.
0: Oh, dude. This like, your guy. I know. Well, like, what I love too. It's it's both the guys. But, like, I love the part before this of just, like, he's got him dead to rights. Zoro is going to kill himself in this fight because he can't accept defeat um, in the normal way. He goes for his ultimate attack. Um, He hits him with, which we haven't even seen yet, I think, the three-sword style secret move, which is very secret because he announced it, over the 3,000 worlds, (laughs) breaks two of his three swords. Important um i've lost it's over um i never foresaw this that's the strongest sword in the world um because he like at the end like in order to because like as part of the duel he's like i'm i prefer death to defeat um mihawk is like okay i will all use the big gun i'll use the sword to be honorable um he pulls out the black blade um and it just cuts almost all of his swords in half, completely destroys his attack. Um, and then when Mihawk is coming around to like give him the last slice, Zoro turns around and opens, him, opens himself up and Mihawk stops for a second. It's like, well, what are you, what are you doing? It's like wounds in the back of our swordsman's shame. Like
1: I'm going to take like,
0: ugh. and he wins Mihawk's respect. Scar's
1: real recognized. Real, I love it too. Cause cool. Mihawk's is, yeah, admirable, he says, and then he slices up. No hesitation as well by s- Mihawk to do that. I was going to say, in this translation, it says magnificent, too, which I like. Yeah, like- I, I, th- I like ad- it. Th- Magnificent's good, admirable. I, scars on the back is a swordsman's shame is one of my favorite lines as well. I don't like wounds on the back. I like scars on the back. Uh, oh, it's so good. I, it is like, I don't know if Zoro is my second favorite character, but he's definitely one of my favorite characters alongside of Luffy, probably second. And like, these are the moments that sort of solidify it for you too, because like this crazy moment. And Oh yeah. Now, now we have Luffy now that it's over. Now Luffy's pissed and now Luffy's going in and Luffy instantly launches in because, you know, Mm -hmm. at this point he thinks he killed Zoro. He doesn't Mm -hmm. know. So he goes in for an attack (laughs) and (laughs) just the ease of which Mihawk just like steps out of the way. And then just says to him, Calm down. I didn't kill him. He's gonna be fine.
0: Well, you did well and to, you did well we to let him fight his own battle to the end as well. Like that, that respect too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and and he he then gives this speech afterwards where he says, My name is Dracul. We've learned his full name, Dracula Mihawk. And he tells Zoro, It's too soon for you to die. Discover yourself, see the world, and grow stronger. For however long it may take, I will hold this title as the strongest swordman. You know, do what you must and surpass this blade. And it's like this really cool profession. And you're like, man, it can't get any cooler than that. And then he turns to Luffy and goes, So what do you want to do? Or, you know, what what's your story or whatever? And he's like, I'm gonna be Pirate King. And he's like, that's even harder than passing, surpassing me. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I don't know if I haven't tried." And like Luffy sticks his tongue out <laughs> at the world's strongest swordsman. And then and, and and then Mihawk's like, "I like you guys. You're you're a good group, dude." The part that had me like super
0: like emotional was where they they fish Zoro out of the water. He's in the boat and he just sticks his sword up and he yells out to Luffy, um, "Were you worried if I fail to become the world's strongest swordsman? You'll be disappointed, right?" never again like i will never and then he screams out like i will never lose again um and that's like that's the new vow is like not only will i become the world's strongest horseman i will never lose again and then, um got that pirate king and then hawkeye dips which is funny because the dog like so you're here to fight me right like so okay now like now that you're like now that the trash out of the way you came here to take care of me right and then he's like super smug about it and Mihawk's like, that's what I was going to do, but I've had fun enough fun for now, so I'm going to go take a nap. Um, and then when Don Krieg tries to shoot his entire arsenal of weapons at him, again, just deflected, and Mihawk disappears. Um, and Zeph makes a deal with Luffy, like, okay, if you chase those guys off, I'll release you from your one year of servitude. Um, so this is when the actual battle between Don Krieg and the emperor ta slash luffy really begins um they kind of set the stage um the the cooks raise like a fighting deck where it's like a big like
1: ring around the side of the ship for them to actually fight on um also, i think it was like a deck that they use for like parties or something though mm-hmm. but now it's a fighting deck well and then patty and i'm trying to say i think it i don't
0: know if it's before or after but like Luffy keeps like attack, keeps like shooting himself over to the pirates. Um, and he's like clearing them all out, and pretty much Don Krieg knows his secret not his secret, but Don Krieg knows he's a double fruit user. If he can just get him in the water, he's done for. Um, and at the same time, uh, the bratier cooks kick out the um, they bring out the fish head like submersible ship to go and like try and take out Don Krieg's crew. That they're, like, full pedaling. Like, they have to, like... It's, like, one of those, like, pedal boats that you would the see... Like at the mackerel head. It's, like, a pedal boat you'd see at the lake. Like, where you just have to, like, to pedal it to even move
1: it <laughs> um, Except it's got, like, four
0: giant cannons on <laughs> it. So, Don Krieg flips it up into the air Um, towards Baratier. Sanji flips up. And this is the first time we've actually seen Sanji fight. Like, seen, seen Sanji fight. And he kicks his giant ship out of the air with just his foot. Um which is kind of the first clue we get to what his real fighting style is. Um, I know we got to zoom through, but still like there's so much good stuff in this part. Um, So what leg strength he deflected the fish head, a kick technique, Um, which we also, if you think about it is the same kind of stuff we saw from Zeph as well with the, with the, with the kicking. Um, And then, so this is where we start to see the actual fight between um, like, they're about to fight. It's also like everybody's like, the cooks and the pirates start rushing at each other. When we see my boy, Oda's dumbest character design yet. Um, the invincible Pearl. Um, Oh my God. So before I describe this, this, this stupid, adorable man, Isaac, I know, Chris's man. Opinion, I know what Chris is. I know. I know what labosco's opinion is of this. Um, Isaac, what's your, what were your thoughts on my guy, the invincible Pearl?
2: I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's just like so unexpected. Even, f- for how like, you know, outrageously like humorous all these characters have turned out so far. This is like, this takes the cake. Pearl's is,
0: <laughs> I hate him. I hate <laughs> him so much. It's so. I'm telling you, dude. Oda swings like that's my boy. Swings every <laughs> single time. He has a good batting average. He doesn't always hit, but like man, all the time he's swinging. Um, the invincible Pearl is yeah. It's just this giant dude with like a giant like metal like eight, like a giant metal like. Um, like disc on his front, and then he's like got disc on both of his hands and on his elbows and everything. And he's never drawn, he's never lost blood in battle. He's never taken a wound, he's never lost. So that's why he's invincible. Um, he's kind of like the mid tier fight. Sanji saves Patty, um, and kicks a bunch of pirates who kind of just bounce off of Pearl. Um, and then Sanji's pretty much after Sanji's gotten done kicking the crap out of everybody, um, He goes 1v1 with Pearl, and at the same time, Luffy is starting to go 1v1 with Don Krieg.
1: Yeah, and then Luffy gets tossed into Pearl, and uh, so right before this, of course, Pearl is explaining about how he's never bled before, and Luffy bumps into him from behind and like knocks him into himself, and Pearl starts to bleed, and this giant man, the Invincible Pearl, Freaks the fuck out. And decides to light everything on fire because apparently that's what he does. I love it. <laughs> and uh well, I love it because like, oh, when he was in the jungle, he would
0: light fires to protect himself from the ant like random backstory that gets thrown out there. Like, okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Pearl lights himself on fire. Um, and he <laughs> he's just a he is he's fighting Luffy and Sanji. Um the whole ship, the ship's kind of falling apart um sandri is kicking is pretty much is still kicking at him despite everything being on fire um and pretty and more than holding his own like beating him as well like still kicking his butt um when zeph comes out zeph also is kicking through holding his own um and it gets like right when it looks like those flaming pearls go flying at him well, it's like right when the Straw Hats feel like it seems like they have like a really good shot. Like, like they have this fight, at least they're on track to
1: win. Gein, Gein comes one out. One Straw Hat. We forgot to mention, by the way. I, th- that made me think. We almost, we forgot to mention. So Usopp took injured Zoro, Johnny Yosaku. They went off to jo- go chase after Nami after the, the Mihawk fight. So there's only one Straw Hat here. Well, soon to be two, but one right now. And the rest have left, so it's only one. Sh- it's more of the the cooks versus the Krieg pirates and Lu- and chore boy, and uh yeah.
0: Well, so at, when things look to be going at their best, son. Um, pretty much, Gene calls out for them to stop, and he has a gun pointed to Zef's head, and says like, "If you keep, if you
1: keep fighting, I'm gonna kill him." Which, I mean, I get it. You're part of the Krieg pirate. I don't know. At this point, I'm still surprised that Gene is like okay with everything that's happening, but. I guess you've got your loyalties where your loyalties are. And some people just can't go away from that, which I think for me, that was always like a disappointing part of like gain is like, man, you're so loyal to this loser. Like, okay, keep, keep going, fam. I guess that's fine. Now, dear listeners, did you want to cry? Did you
0: feel like crying right now? Wherever you're listening to this in your car, at the gym, at your computer, did you feel like crying because you're Now now's the first part where I, I think cried at one piece of watching this, watching this freaking portion of the arc. Um, this is where we learn. Yeah, you're talking about Sanji's backstory. Yeah, this right? is where we learn about Sanji's backstory. Okay, Isaac. Okay, you I describe because Pearl got defeated. No, I'm just, no, no. Sure. Nah, Pearl can die. It's okay, Isaac. If you can describe <laughs> for for everybody what happens in this portion, because it's um, it's incredible, but like way harder than I thought it
2: was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> way yeah, way way harder. I I don't know. Just the usual unexpectedness. So
0: we learned Sanji was an apprentice cook um, on a ship. And he's talking to these chefs and these chefs are talking about, oh, there's like an ocean called the all blue. And it's it's this part where all these four oceans meet. And in the spot, you have fish from all over the world. And so from every ocean, you have all these fish together in one spot. So it's a chef's paradise because you can get anything there. You can make anything from there. And Sanji says, this is my dream. Like, I want to find the all blue. At the same time, um, Red Zeph, and his pirates, um, raid the ship and destroy it. And they take everything. Um, but they don't take everything. They take everything but food. Um, even so, like, when another one of his crewmen goes to steal food, um, Zeph beats the crap out of him and says, like, we, we never touch other people's food. How many times do I have to tell you? Um sanji is trying to defend himself against all these pirates um it's it, i love it's so a who says i want to die you plan to kill us all anyway don't you but i'll kill you first and Zeph just kicks the crap out of this kid um they're trying to load this ship full of treasure during a storm too so if they're on like a timetable
1: because if they stay the storm's gonna wreck everything and they're all gonna die there's also too like this little scene prior to this where like sanji little little kid Sanji is seeing the other cooks on the ship that they're on eating, like, leftovers from the people they served. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, you gotta, you gotta eat what you can, man. And he's like, you never know what's gonna happen on the seas. And then the storm hits while this is all happening and really illustrates straights that point to us. Um, Zeph goes, so pretty much the, the
0: the storm comes, Sanji falls overboard. Uh, Zeph kicks out a mask from the ship, to, like, from, like, the ship to go and try and save him. Um, at the same time, a giant wave comes and obliterates everything. And when Sanji wakes up, he and Zeph are alone on top of this rock. Just the two of them completely deserted. It's just the open ocean, them, a little bit of food on top of this
1: giant like, plateaued rock. So if they try and get down, there's no way they're going to get back up. Are you awake, eggplant? That's the first thing Zeph says to him, too. There's also... Oh. The exclamation that I'm not going to die because I'm going to see the all blue as well by Sanji. So now we have this exchange between them um, and. Zef's explaining the situation that him and Sanji are in, um, and that really the only way that they're going to survive is if one of them's on one side of the island and the other one's on the other side. So that way they can look and try and flag any ship that might come by. So. He gives a little bag of food to Sanji and says, this is your cut of the food. That's all there is for you. And Sanji gets pissed because he sees this bag that Zef has. It's much larger. He's like, I'm a larger man. I need more food than you do. And when you're watching it, I feel like it, you think, yeah, that's that's true, right? Like I, I, The the thought process there is that like, that's for sure. That makes sense. And then we learn uh, just a little bit later after this, Zef takes a rock to his leg. Well, before At we this point, quick dumb Ramsey's
0: note before we get there. This is the first time I'm recognizing it. One piece does this thing. Oda does this thing with all of these like naval designs and where people wear jack, like wear like big coats and jackets, but they don't wear They just wear them like capes. He does this all the time. I don't know why he does this. We're like the, the picture of like where Zef's kicking Sanji, where he doesn't have his arms in the sleeves of the jacket. Like he does this with everybody going forward. We're like they have these big jackets and they don't wear the sleeves. Um, I'm just curious if I ever because it if, looks cool. It does look cool. I, I'm just curious if I'm curious if there ever is an SBS about. It. Um, but why do you care when the rule of cool says that it looks cool? <sighs> so you do it because Isaac will tell you I like functionality. I am a practical
1: man. Um, this is true. You know the rule of cool. The rule of cool says functionality does not matter. So Sanji and Zephyr on opposite sides of this
0: plateau. Sanji like rationed out his food. It's like okay, if I, like, if he gave me food for 15 days, if I eat even less than that, I should be able to ration this out for about 20 days. I can like, and then we'll ha- we'll definitely see a, sh- a a boat by then. Um, and so he's in isolation. Oh, sorry, he if I eat normally, it'll last for five days. I don't want to die, so it's like I'm gonna make this like last for like 15 to 20 days. And then on the opposite side of the island, we see Zeph. Yeah, like you said, LeBoski, taking a rock and smashing off his leg.
1: Which at that point we don't even know why he's doing it. It's like <laughs> why? Why did he just do that? Um, and then we see time continues to to go on, and we we start to see oh, it's they've been here for a while. Like the 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 they tell you how many days: day thirty, day fifty, and we know Sanji's been without food for a lot of this. Day seventy, and then we get this look at Sanji, and. It's kind of a hard panel to look at almost, too, because like you see the sunken face and everything else. So you can tell that he's he's been starving for a long time. And obviously nobody would last this long in the real world without food for that long. But this is um, this is a manga, so we can suspend our disbelief here. But he he gets so desperate. He goes to the other side and sees that there's still the giant bag of food that Zeph has. And don't know where Sanji got the knife. But Sanji has a knife and he's going after it. He he he's willing to kill Zeph if Zeph won't give him the food.
0: Well, when he goes to cut open the bag to be like, I don't care what you say. You can kill me. I'm going to take this food. Um, He cuts open the bag and there's no food inside. It's all the treasure from the ship. Um, And it's when it's like, well, the whole bag, it's all treasure. You said you needed more food. What about like, how have you survived? What have you eaten? And then there's just this brutal panel of just like Zeph in like the, in the foreground with like the cutoff, like stump and somebody in the background realizing like, ugh, like
1: huge freaking gut punch. And he just wants to know why, why did you do this? Why would you do this for me? And Zeph just says, because you have the same dream as me. And it's like the all blue. It's like, I, no, I, I love that part. When like
0: Zeph says like, no, the all blue is real. Um. We couldn't, I like, that's what I went to set out and find too. We couldn't find it in a year's voyage, but what I saw out there made me believe that it exists. But now I've lost the crew I would have sailed there with. And I don't feel like being a pirate without them. They didn't believe in it, but they are like, so I decided that I've pretty much, I've decided, you know, I love it. I love the breakdown too. Cause it goes into like, you know, I've all the time. I've been a pirate. I've always thought like, why isn't there a restaurant just in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> where like pirates could go eat and like, where like seafaring cooks could be. Um, I, that'd probably be like the best thing for me. Um, and then they get, re- they get rescued by a ship. I love that too. Of the th- About three months ago, I heard someone shouting around here on a stormy day because like, Saudi was trying to get her attention during a rainstorm. Like, ugh. and then we're back into the fight, but it's just like, oof, like every single backstory we find is just like more brutal and more brutal. You start like I started getting like pre concerned for characters. I was just like, "Oh no! Like, what's this person's, like fucked up (laughs) backstory?" When you met them, what is this person going to suffer through? (laughs) Like the next draw having meet, and then the next one after, I was like, "Oh no! What happened? Oh no! Like, what what, what's going to happen?"
1: I'm so worried for this person. And that's pretty much so. So you so this is what I was going to say. This is the one that got you. You said right. You said this is the first one that got you. Now I know you've gotten. Isaac, we we had the previous. Did this get to you too? Did this one get to you?
2: No, this one definitely got to me for sure. Um, I think. So, honestly, I think the previous one kind of hit me a little bit harder. The one with um, Usopp.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it's a different sort of emotional through line. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this one didn't really hit for me either. The way that it, like it hit for me, but it didn't hit for me like the way that like the uh, Usopp one does. Yeah. I don't know why that is, because I'm in sort of the same boat you were in. Uh, there's ones that definitely hit me harder uh, for sure. But this one, this one always gets people more other people way more than it gets me. Mm-hmm. So
0: with Ge- with Gein kind of th- at the gun, as I head, that's why Sanji says, like, I'm not going to fight. Um, I, like, I, I like swore, like to protect him. But, like, I swore to serve. Like, I'm not going to fight. Um, Pearl clobbers the crap out of him. Um, and then at this point, too, is like where the fight really kind of heats up, um, where so- like where I'm trying to think of how it goes
1: in here. Um, well, so Luffy's going to break the ship because mm-hmm. like Sa- Sanji's just getting his, his ass beat <laughs> because he's not going to fight because they have Zeph and he doesn't want his dream, the ship to get destroyed because he took away the dream that Zeph really had. So. So you have this whole thing happening, and Luffy's like, well, then I'll I'll just destroy the ship. And then they're like, what are you doing? And he's like... And and it's this funny juxtaposition from, like, what we've seen earlier, right? We're, like, willing to die for your dream in one way, but like, it's just a ship, right? You can just build a new one. It's sort of like Luffy's like, thought process with this. It's like, he doesn't want you to die for him. Like, there's no point in dying for him this way. If you're gonna die, die doing what you... going after what you actually desire, not going dying just just because basically uh which i think is a cool kind of way to look at it so we get to that and then eventually this sort of wakes i don't know if it's luffy's words that wake gene up here but like gene just decides you know what i'm stopping this and he destroys pearls uh invincible shield Mm -hmm. and that's when we get into (laughs) sanji versus gene watching when this happened too, i remember being like
0: oh no no they were we're so close we're all like Oh no, they have to fight this dude now too? Like, oh. Like, every time I'm like, okay, I think they're gonna be on top of it, I think they're gonna make it, like, another obstacle comes up. Um, Geen ta- like so game versus Sanji, uh, and they fight. It's I know we're trying to go through here. Um, <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's too much to talk about in too little time. Um, so he's gonna go fight Sanji. Luffy's gonna go after and fight Don Krieg. Um Krieg decides, nah, never mind. I'm gonna take care of all of this myself. You're all weak and pathetic. Um, winning is everything, even if it means using the poison gas cannonball. And he shoots out this poison gas. I love that like all of his dudes immediately know, like, oh crap, we have to put gas masks on that we all have because the, he does this. Like, he um all the cooks dive into the ocean. Krieg's crew all put on gas masks. Um Luffy goes to kick it away and it's still like Luffy goes to kick it away and instead of poison gas,
1: a bunch of shurikens come out and like do a bunch of damage. There's no shuriken bomb. I didn't even like until rereading, because I Yeah, it, it goes straight to the to the MH5 bomb, which is the poison gas bomb. So but the still the, the shuriken bomb was one of those things i was like, man, they added that extra thing there. I had no idea because it's not even mentioned in the anime. So it, it's always fun to go back and like see something like that, which I'm almost glad the anime didn't add it because it just would have padded on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but eventually after that, like Gein and Sanji, like Sanji is really damaged from all everything Pearl did to him. And like, we're told he's struggling against Gein and normally he'd probably beat Gein, but Gein can't bring himself to kill him. And then this is when Krieg's like, you know what? Screw this. You're an insupported worthless person. I'm just going to kill you and everybody else here. Don't put on a gas mask. And Gein's like, OK, I won't. Well, because Gene refuses know. Gein to kill a Sanji,
0: Gene refuses to kill Sanji too because yeah. he has him dead to rights, and he just yells at Don Krieg, "I can't do it. Um, I can't kill this man. Not after what he did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is when Don Krieg says, like, "Screw it, I'm killing everybody anyway." And then he unleashes. Then he goes to shoot out the poison gas bomb. I like it's it's so sad, man. Of like Don Krieg where he's crying. And he's like, Don Krieg, is there any way that the ship could possibly be spared? Um, and all the dudes are talking about, like, dude, like, Gene has killed like thousands of people. This dude is like evil. This guy is like the worst of the worst. And he is still begging for mercy for other people because it affected him so much. Like this
1: never happens. Um, and, and, and how much he's done for Don Krieg specifically, right? Like he doesn't do it for himself. All this stuff he did because Krieg asked him to do it. He always did these things for Don Krieg. And then, like, even I guess they were being chased, like, by Marines and stuff when they had come back from the Grand Line and Gein, like. Dressed up as the Don to, like, draw them away from the main galleon, like like he literally gave himself up, basically, like that's how Gein even ended up in the position that we end up seeing him in because he did it for his captain. Like, that's the type of guy Gein is. And like, we, we the more you go on, the more you just see that, like, this is a guy who just doesn't care uh, about what it is? I mean, we've already seen earlier on, like he was talking about going back to the Grand Line, and like he, one of his crewmates was like, "We're really gonna go back," and he just shoots the guy, and he goes, "Any questions?" Like murders the dude in cold blood, and and everybody's like, "All right, let's go," because like, what are you gonna do? Gonna be the next guy to get shot by him? Like he is, uh, he's almost like Captain Morgan, but to the extreme mm-hmm. and more powerful. Um, Patty and Carne go and bring, like, take after
0: Geen gets killed by the not kill, but. Gein is mortally wounded by the poison. He takes his own gas mask and puts it on Sanji to make sure he survives. Um, Luffy keeps rushing Krieg over and over and over, even though he's getting shot with stakes, even though he keeps getting hit, he keeps rushing him because just like he's determined to strike me at no matter, no matter what the cost, even when like, Krieg pulls out this freaking BS like porcupine armor. That's just like all covered in spikes. He punches <laughs> him. So like, it's the most shown in moment we've gotten so far where he just punches him so hard. It punches through the armor. <laughs> um, I love like the frame of, you see Krieg's head just like smashed in across the other side of it. Um, so it looks like he's taking, like he's pretty much handled Krieg. And at this point, they're like how like he's popping back up. And then, he shoots Luffy up into the air. Luffy hits him back down with uh the Gungo tomahawk. There's st- so pretty much their fight continues to where at the point where he brings out the mighty battle spear that's never lost, that also gets taken. As the pretty much as the fight goes on, Luffy, Luffy and Kree go back and forth. This is easily the strongest person we've seen him fight so far. Um, but I love the penultimate moment where like Luffy beats him. Luffy has him dead to rights and Krieg just decides like, well, like, screw
1: that. I'm going to take you down with me because like I like I don't lose. Yeah. And then (laughs) Luffy, Luffy's still able to win anyways, because that's Luffy. That's just what he does, because he's rubber. He's able to stretch through because he's going to use like a metal net basically to because he knows he can't swim. So if he's caught in a metal net, he's he's going down, down deep into the ocean and nobody's ever going to be able to save him. Uh there's this really good part though but while like the the fight starting between Krieg and and uh and Luffy where we see this little moment with Zeph and with um with Sanji where Sanji's like man that get, that guy's crazy and and Zeph's like watch him closely he's like uh pay attention to what he does once in a long while a fool comes along who having set his sights on something won't quit fighting till he dies And he's it's a real nuisance to have um, somebody like that as an enemy, whether he wins or loses this fight. I admire a man like that. And he kind of talks later on about like, you know, he he unabashedly chases his dreams. Nothing holds back. Um, And and then he like subtly hints to Sanji like that, like there's another person I know who should be doing the same thing, saying like Sanji, what are you doing? I I just love like there's this like very fatherly thing going on with Sanji and Zeph during Luffy's fight. And just the presentation of it, I think, is, like, so, so well, because, like, you know, e- even though up until this point we've seen them be, have a lot of animosity towards each other, these, like, little moments like that where you, you see them really as humans and, and sort of have this conversation while watching something ridiculous happen in front of them and why it matters is just so cool. Luffy falls in the
0: ocean uh, in the net. Uh, Sanji dives in to go rescue him. Um, when they bring him back Gene's like partially recovering and has to be like somewhat alive for now, but it's like, his time is running out. They don't, he's he's taking He's taking enough of the poison where he's very likely going to die very soon. But he says like, if I'm alive, I hope we meet again on the grand line. Um, Sanji asks Luffy if he's ever heard of his dream, the all blue and where other people are like, kind of like, Oh, that's dumb. That's stupid. Luffy's like, Oh, cool. Sounds great. Like, let's do it. Like, it's just, Cool, that's your dream? Awesome. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Like the best homie, the best friend. Um, so when Sanji's getting ready, so they go back in, they're making kind of a meal to like feed all the chefs. Now that the restaurant's closed, everybody's trying to be done. Um they're all going all the chefs are eating food that like other chefs on the table made. Sanji made the soup for it, and everyone's talking about like, oh, like the soup's horrible. The soup's gross. Whoever did the soup did a terrible job. And they're like, he's like, oh yeah, I made the soup. It's like, oh, it's even worse. This soup is awful. Um, which we know we've all we've learned so far is that Sanji's a really good cook, that this dude's the best. Um, but kind of in an attempt to make him leave, in an attempt to push him out, they're trying to give him the cold shoulder to leave. Zeph also takes Luffy aside and asks him to take Sanji with him because he'll never, he'll he'll never
1: leave off of his own volition. I, I like it too, because Luffy's like, uh no, I refuse and he's like wait you've been trying to get this dude the entire time we've been reading this arc to come onto your ship and now you're saying no but he has a very good reason because he wants him to come on his own volition he doesn't want him to be forced into doing something which you gotta love Luffy for something like that right I also like to like while they're like oh this soup is terrible and everything and then like the whole time that they're having this conversation while Sanji's away he's actually just outside the door and hears every single word that they're saying so like i i just like that there, there's this like cool thing too with like I, I don't remember if it's in the manga too uh it where like sanji's trying to light his his cigarette No, because it's lit there but he's trying in the anime they have it where like he's trying to light his cigarette while he's listening and it's not lighting and he's just sitting at the door listening to this whole thing mm-hmm. so sanji decides to
0: actually join the straw hat crew and the cooks kind of give him a well a they give him like a cook's goodbye at the end where they all line up in like a row. They all line up like in these two columns and he pretty much doesn't react to them. He Or at least he's trying not to react to them. And Luby says, aren't you going to say goodbye? Like, nah, it's okay. Um, trying to keep this stoic face. And then when he when Zeph kind of yells out for him, it's like, hey, keep your, free, your feet dry. Uh, Sanji just totally breaks and thanks him for all that he's done for him. It's I owe you my life. I'll never forget you. Uh, And then even Patty and Carne kind of break a little bit too. Like we're all going to miss you. We're all so sad. Um, Trying to be like stoic and like manly about it. And they all just become a blubbering mess. Um, They say their goodbyes. And we wrap up this part uh, with Sanji and Luffy heading off in a boat to to go find Nami and the rest of the boys.
1: And you forgot there's one little thing on how we know where they're going, uh, because Mm Yosaku was for some reason in a panda shark mouth uh, (laughs) and came back and told him, we think we know where she's going. Um, You got to love the absurdity sometimes of one piece, but that's how we even know where we're going. But that last part. So so while the backstory didn't get me that part, don't catch a cold and then Sanji breaks. That's when I broke. That's what got me in this one. Yeah, Um, me too. I I don't know.
2: I don't know what it it is about about that, but that kind of like wholesomeness between characters like that, especially like towards the end, it was the same with um, Usopp and the kids. You know, when he was setting off and they're all like saluting each other, like those moments really, really hit hit home for me.
1: Yeah, correct for me too. Like, like literally. Go ahead. I was gonna say, correct me if I'm wrong. In the anime,
0: at least I don't know if it's maybe in the dub. In the dub, isn't this where we like the
1: Zoro Mihawk fight is where we learn Zoro's backstory, right? Like they save it all the way up until now. We learn it. No, we actually learn Zoro's backstory before this arc starts. Okay, is where we learn. I miss. So there's like this part. So like it's right. It's right before the. It's like right when the Usopp and Luffy are like gonna shoot the cannon. At the, the island that Yosuku and Johnny end up being on. That's when we that's um, Zoro wakes up when they shoot the cannon, I believe is like when he wakes up okay. and then he sees Johnny or is it uh, on the ship? So so that's when they do the backstory for Zoro. And so so much different than when we, we got it in the manga, obviously. So then at this point, we've already seen every like they actually put Sanji's backstory in the the, the spot where we saw it normally they they just move Zoro's there for some reason. Why I don't know. But we do see flashes of the backstory when like the the Zoro and Mihawk fight is going on. Oh, yeah. I actually gave you guys I think like yeah. I think it's like a full clip of like the full Zo- Mihawk versus Zoro fight that very much worth worth watching and just like watching it back because I think that is one of the parts as far as the anime is concerned that they they really elevated some of the stuff. Same thing Sanji leaving the Baratie gets me every time I watch it as well. Um there's just such good voice acting. I also love the two, the line from Zeph where he's like, um uh you idiots, men are supposed to part with (laughs) with with no words or whatever. I just like the um the sort of the take on like how like men are supposed to be, but like it's clearly shirking that completely and like having men be emotional emotional in a goodbye, which you should be. By the way, I mm-hmm. love that message from Oda that like, who cares what people think you're supposed to be? Um, and this is like, if you think about this, this is like 90, 1998. Yeah. I think 1990, yeah, 98, 97, when, when this part of this story came out in particular. So, so this is like something that's very advanced now that was uh, being said back then even more so, which is cool to sort of think about small thing to put in here too if you look at the dub Sanji
0: doesn't smoke a cigarette but it's still in the four kids dub in the four kids dub he doesn't smoke a cigarette instead he has a lollipop that he puts in his mouth all the time and it's really <laughs> um yeah like yeah yeah all right it's really bad I've talked a lot this whole time because I just can't stop talking about Baratier. Isaac any final thoughts before we start going to our show wrap up
2: um I think this is probably my favorite arc so far I'll say this and then the previous one would be second.
1: I'm excited to see hear how many times you're going to say this is my favorite arc it so just, far. It just gets better um, and better. There's <laughs> like the save alarm. Yeah. Well, th- th- it's funny because it's like kind of a meme too. Um, There's like, um, there's a couple of different like reviewers who've done like the same thing. Like there's um, totally want Mark. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of his videos on YouTube. Guy who started out in Dragon Ball covered one piece, covered a bunch of other manga now at this point, but like, there was, they, they would use the save the Lion Bart meme all the time because he would get to an arc and be like, This is the best arc of One Piece I've read so far. And then he'd say it again. And then again, it, it just, it's really <laughs> funny. And like, I'm sure that's going to be the same way so far. So we're only, we're only a few arcs in. And and the fact that you're, you're feeling that way about this one, that's awesome. And I really, Baratier, or East Blue holds a special place in my heart, anyways, because, you know, just the beginning of this grand story. But Baratier in particular, really sets the stage for a lot of things to come later on that you know we're not going to forget about these characters Mm -hmm. oda won't for sure so we shouldn't forget about them either is basically the point of what i'm trying to say um the manga and anime as far as differences while we're wrapping up here really quickly there's a lot of like minor ones there's nothing too crazy or major um as far as anything that was like really worth noting. I think anything I ever did, uh, the the only one that, that I think we, that was a little different was Johnny and Yosaku getting beat up by full body, which wasn't in the anime, but we already mentioned that, um, that that's maybe the biggest one as far as I can think. Um, yeah, there's not anything like too, too crazy as far as like, there's a couple of others, but like nothing like worth super mentioning. Um, now, the SBSs though had some fun questions <laughs> because somebody asked, "Does everything stretch on Luffy?" and and Oda's like, "Yes." There's
0: also somebody who everything somebody stretches. who keeps quote unquote writing in for Nami's measurements over and over and over quote unquote writing in, and Oda keeps deflecting the question and then being like, "Oh, okay," and then he gets beat up. Um, I was going to say, before you tell them what the next chapters are going to be, because obviously we're covering Arlong Park next, which is also super freaking good. Um, I think we should also say we're going to do a little bit of a mini-sode, I think, for the next one, because we have a couple things we need to do. Now that you're caught up to where I think you need to be, Isaac hasn't seen any of the trailers for the live action yet. Isaac hasn't seen We Are Mm -hmm. yet. And we as we were going through this. Oh yes, yes. As we were going through this, there was a popularity poll in there. I think it'd be fun for us to do our own top ten popularity poll individually at this point. Yes. And then we'll pop in for that. So we're gonna do a we'll do a mini sode with those three things that'll probably be coming out next in the feed.
1: We'll add one more too, um, because I think that mini sode would be a good opportunity to talk about our first cover story uh yeah. that we've had going on. We haven't really mentioned it yet, but Buggy's cover story, um, we've already gone way over time, so we we, we'll mention that there too i think that's a better place to put it than talking about it in the arc episodes to keep the the things focused on the arc because you you see how we are we can get off quickly onto things and talk about certain things forever um also another sbs question that that i I thought was funny was somebody asked what happened to the key that choo-choo ate and (laughs) oda's like well it it came out with a nice brown sheen to it but yeah, that that's um, that's it for Baratier. And like you said, Ramses, we're going on to Arlong Park, chapters sixty nine through ninety five. So that will be the next arc that we cover. Um, I feel like that one we will we're going to have to talk about this one. Maybe we'll have to do that one in two parts. For Jaws, like Sandy, let's put that about one in that for one.
0: For Jaws, yeah. Sandy, let's put that into two. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. I think read we might just have thing. to We'll that, split it so. into two. Um, but. As far as next first things first, uh, if you want to help us out directly, if you want to talk with everything directly, if you want to just do everything, whatever you want to do, best thing you can do for us is go to mash.gg slash support, has all of our different has all of our different links as far as how you can support the network, how you can support DAW. Why do I call him DAW? Jaw? I don't like dad, <laughs> Ja, same time. I don't know. I made that way weirder. Jaw's laughing because he's on mute right now, but I know he is. Um, yeah, I'm gonna call him DAW now. I'm already stuck with it. Um episode link in the show notes that has all the different youtube clips we're talking about has all the other resources um find all the ways you can connect with us and our community with this look into our show directory at mashusbuttons.com slash shows and if you want to help us out the other great thing you can do is leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice whether it's itunes spotify it all helps we love learning what you guys like what we can make better it's it's great um labosco where can the people find the show on twitter and email
1: okay for the twitter at arc by arc and then email us arcbyarcpodcast at gmail.com tell us what you think what you'd like to hear more of when we're doing these conversations about your favorite arc of one piece maybe there's something we missed whatever it might be uh we'd love to hear from you cool cool you can find T- labosco on twitter at
0: labosco yeah i know <laughs> you can find me on twitter at ramsey's underscore gg isaac where can they find you at
2: they can find me anywhere at schmizek
0: already y'all thanks for listening uh we always appreciate it um we'll see you for the we'll see you for the mini so and then i think on the mini so we'll talk about how we're going to split up our long park so we'll see you there but at, at any rate our long park chapter 69 to 95 we'll see you soon.